0: Hello everyone, thank you again for joining me. Today was not planned, (laughs) so I wasn't planning on recording anything, but um, surprisingly enough, Sunday morning, so today, I received uh, a DM, so a message on Instagram, and it asked me to um, talk about mental health and regarding a, a video I made on TikTok which was a venting video regarding the lockdown we have had going on since the end of November 2020. It is now March 2021, and the lockdown um, was extended already two times, three times. And well, f- me for me, regarding my job and everything... It was extended one more time, (laughs) and I laugh because I try to stay positive, and um, as I read on another thing yesterday, um, April Fool's is cancelled this year because no made-up prank would ever outdo the kind of stuff we're going through um, in the entire world. So anyway, the topic regarding mental mental health and why... um, It was important. So the video I made was venting. And I think it was my first video actually talking on there. Because I usually only just do silly things and lip syncing. And you know, like just to uh, release some energy (laughs) and have some fun. And yeah, like many people I guess. And um, I vented. And also mentioning how bad I felt about feeling... Um, trapped or anything like that. So, if I'm not sure how many people on here actually know me personally, but for those of you that don't, I am a quite active person. I'm energetic uh, most of the time, and um, (laughs) so I'm, you know, I've got ants in my pants, you could say. So, this type of situation for me is quite hard because I am not one to enjoy being at home 24 7 i do like my home and this is kind of how it goes so i posted about that feeling somebody said well um i think most of us really like our home so we don't mind it um, and I said, well, I also like my home and I've had, had to have had time to renovate it and to fix many things and to paint here, paint there. My boyfriend has a pub. We did all the work in the first uh, lockdown on in the pub, too, and I really enjoyed it. Now everything is done and I still love my home, but it doesn't mean I want to stay in it <laughs> 24-7. And also, there's a huge difference. If you want to be home for several days than if you are practically forced to, right? So, I say practically because in Germany we are allowed to go outside. So, um, we are allowed to go for a walk. We have been this entire time. So, for example, you can go out with one more person from another household or... um, Yeah, so uh, basically you're allowed to see one person from another household. So another person can come visit you. You can go, you as a one, as one person can go to another household. So it's kind of tricky because um, the question was always asked about, so a grandmother can go visit her grandkids and her children but the whole family, the grandkids with her children, cannot go go see the grandmother. So, it's a bit tricky, but it, that's the way it works. So, in any case, the difference is having to stay home versus wanting to stay home or being sick and then just kind of uh, staying home for a couple of days and then getting back up, knowing that the world outside is still working and functioning, well, that's not the case. So, um, what I explained was the fact that, for example, in my case, I live, or pre-corona, I lived a very active life- lifestyle, right? So, and I'm not talking about physically active necessarily. So, gym and sports and just working out all the time. No, not really. I wish but no. <laughs> I mean, I go for walks and I do Zumba and all that stuff, <laughs> which I love, but at the same time, that's not the active that I mean. I mean socially active too, like going out, meeting friends, meeting new people. I like a, a website called Internation, where a lot of expats sometimes get together and in different cities and just get to talk about their experiences here and there and yeah. Additionally to that, like I mentioned um, maybe before, my boyfriend has a pub and that has been closed for several months too, so that social aspect is also gone, plus also the work part of it. Um, In my case, of course, work has gone down and I'm not... Um. so, I mean, of course, the financial aspect hits hard and not just me, but any business owner, right? But in my case, really, (laughs) and for those people that have been in one of my classrooms or in one of my conferences or seminars, you know that I really enjoy what I do. I really like it. I love meeting new people every few months and having new courses and having just the opportunity to share, experiences to share. I mean, so many things, right? I love that. I love that aspect, the cultural differences, just so much. And we haven't been able to do that, right? So um, before COVID, I had a very active day, even um, usually gone from, uh, mid-morning or sometimes early morning till usually the evening. For some people, oh my gosh, it's so much. No, 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 no. Because, I mean, for any business owners or for freelancers, you know, kind of how it works. So you might have a lot, you might not have any. And that's okay. It's very manageable. Um, and it was great i mean <laughs> i mean i'm also a workaholic and i ha- i had to actually accept it during the first lockdown when my body physically responded to being too still <laughs> so not having all this to go outside not having um maybe the pressure to be somewhere at a specific time, not driving from here to there, and my face broke out. And I'm not talking about pimples or anything, but I had kind of a rash, and my face looked like it was going to explode. It was horrible, because other than the fact that I looked terrible, I felt terrible. And when I went to the doctor, After discussing what it could be and asking me many questions, she said, Well, Stacey, um, I want to ask you something. When was the last time that you had this much time off? Because she knows what I do for a living. And we've gone through this before. (laughs) And also that I don't really take holidays because I'm in Germany with a work visa and well to stay here I kind of have to work and it's all it's a cycle and she said well and I I, of course to that my answer was I can't remember the last time to be honest I think it was maybe before I came and I had surgery and I had to stay home (laughs) I mean it sounds bananas but yeah it is I think And I've been in Germany for five years now. And she said, well, to be honest, I really think that that is the cause for this rash. And the way she explained it, it made a lot of sense to me. Because I think it's very normal for the body to um, show, show that you are stressed or to take on that emotion and display it. Uh, maybe with back pain, with um, stomach problems, or in this case, for example, my rash in my face. So yeah, that was one of the things, and that was during the first lockdown. So I had to confront the fact that maybe I don't live a healthy lifestyle pre-COVID, in the sense that I am way too much of a of an active person, (laughs) like overactivity. I also overthink things and, well, for the most part, I don't have problems with being an overthinker and I try to plan and like anyone else, I made a lot of mistakes and bad decisions when I was younger, so I try to keep myself from making the same ones. I try to look within (laughs) so much. And during this whole process, just not being able to go outside and so frustrated that there's nothing you can do to help also others because you cannot go there. Additionally to all the problems that COVID has brought on, I had a death in the family and just, I saw, and I couldn't do anything about that either. I couldn't travel and the people that were in the country, that were close to him, could not do much either. <laughs> so, so frustrating, just so many things that just broke my heart. And the fact, there's a this feeling of impotence that you can't really do anything about it. It's not like you're alone in the situation, but you feel so frustrated. You would like to just get in your car and drive off, uh, drive off and just, I don't know, go somewhere and do something for fun meet a friend or whatever but you can't do that just like that anymore you have to you know try to see if what what does the the government even allow are you allowed to drive down there are you not and this is bonkers it is just crazy and it had me kind of with the blues because that's not me that's not my personality And of course, additionally to that came all the other struggles as a freelancer and all that stuff. Well, luckily I do have a good support system. So even if I am feeling down from time to time, um, it's kind of an easy process to get back up or to at least think positively again. Another thing that was quite an impact for me was when I heard a very young person saying, well, I'm just really, really sad. I'm feeling depressed. And, and then you ask them what was going on and say, I don't know, but I feel like everything that's going on, like, um, is, it has just brought me down because we're not just talking about COVID. We're talking about all the things that have gone on before COVID, like wars and, All this discrimination that we see all the time and people talking about sexism, about racism, about this and this and this and bombs and refugees and all that stuff. And then we get hit with a pandemic. And everybody is faced with this new reality that nobody was ever taught to manage. Um, Nobody was ever taught, I think, (laughs) that how to handle this type of stress this how to deal with it and i think that has been one of the hardest things so i try to comfort that young person and you know um also show them that i am here and that um yeah i mean it's very hard to comfort someone when you know they are right but at the same time We have to stay strong so that eventually we can do something about it. And no matter how small we are, if we don't do anything and everybody has the same mindset that they are small, that they can't contribute to make it better, well, then nobody's going to do anything. And then, of course, nothing gets done. Then, of course, during COVID, we also had the situation of Black Lives Matter and that was huge, and the elections in the United States, and all the emotional crap that that brought on. Excuse me for my French. But um, so it just piled on and piled on and piled on. And then we got an extension on the lockdown. So many things. And while I. And I also have a little bit <laughs> of claustrophobia. So. I say a little bit because I cannot compare it to a person who really, really struggles with it. I have some issues with it. Yes, I don't like to feel like I'm trapped. I don't like to feel like um, I am, for example, I stand in line and people are all too close. I hated it before COVID. That's the one thing I'm grateful about. Stickers on the floor that told people to stay one and a half meters away from me um, while standing in line so that was great, fantastic so this was one of the reasons that this was so hard for me because I get a little anxious <laughs> when I feel trapped when I feel like, like in a cage in some way shape or form And, uh, but at the same time I felt really really guilty for letting my anxieties come up like that When at the same time, I realize and I know how privileged we are. There are other countries that have nothing, that struggle every day to survive, that cannot even afford to have this long of a lockdown. That, I mean, I personally can't either. But I live in a country that is still... um, privileged and well off enough, let's say it that way, that I would survive and I know it and my child too and uh, my partner too and yeah, in some way, shape or form, we will make it out of this and I'm aware of that. So that hit me hard because I know that even in Greece, where my boyfriend is from, Um, they have had a lot of issues. I mean, nobody knows what has gone on behind uh, the scenes. And they, when they were on lockdown, they even had to send a message to take out their dog. I mean, we did not have to do that. Not even close. So it made me feel really guilty about being so... So selfish, maybe, and desperate and just wanting to scream about this situation. And then it was good because I am self-aware enough to realize that I'm privileged. But I also know that it's okay to feel the way I did. It's okay also if you vent if you have to let it out because just because the country is privileged or because this is happening in some places, let's say easier than others, it doesn't undermine what you feel. It shouldn't undermine what you're going through. Neither should it um, put in second place your mental health or the anxieties you're having, the fears you're having and because just like when you're going through something and somebody says, well, you're not the only one going through this, <laughs> or you're not the first divorcee, your child is not going to be the first nor the last. And you're like, well, yeah, that might be true, but it doesn't make it less painful, right? It doesn't make it easier for your case, because everybody's different. Everybody's household is their own world and it's okay to be like that, that like that and it's okay to also feel like that we also have more severe cases and like i'm not an expert on this topic i can only speak from my experience and my anxieties and from what i have seen amongst my circle So there are many cases that also have a lockdown and, well, guess what, guys? There's domestic abuse, right? There is physical abuse, maybe even for children. There's sexual abuse and now they're at home all the time. They're having to be homeschooled. Um, Women that are not able or were not able to leave an abusing partner before COVID well, guess what guys? It's gonna be even harder when um you can't change your job. you cannot find a place because nobody's uh renting out, nobody's gonna give somebody with an unstable job anything, and everybody's job at a- are at stake at some point or another during the situation so so many things to keep in mind when thinking about this and the trauma of such situations i watched a video also on no i think that was on facebook and it was a dad a devastated father crying about how covid practically killed his son and it wasn't because the child got covid but because of the effect that these um, lockdowns have had, the social distancing has had, yes, and I'm not saying we need to change it, I'm not saying we should get back to normal, because it's not possible, and we need to come to terms with that reality, that's fine, but we definitely need to learn more, we need to teach our children to deal with stress, and to deal with other people, and that it's hard because we are going to teach them something that we never learned. Nobody ever prepared us for this stuff. Nobody ever prepared us to stay cool, to not let everything get to you, to not let, you know, a thing, a bug that is killing a lot of people worldwide and governments that are maybe taking advantage of the situation... And other people and companies taking advantage of the the fact that people want to get vaccinated or that people don't, and all this stuff it's just madness. Nobody ever prepared us for this, and that's one of the biggest struggles at the moment, right we are not we were not prepared, and we need to find a way to prepare our children to prepare for the future because this is the new norm i mean i'm not talking to the extreme but yeah there are a lot of things that gay guys this is not going away this is not going to go away and we're going to probably be wearing masks worldwide for a long time um i doubt that things will go back to what we used to know as normal and to me, certain aspects of it are really okay. I don't mind wearing a mask. Um, because, guess what? If we, I can see my friends and family, if I can go to, into a store, if I can resume what was part of our lives, and the only thing I have to do is wear a mask, by all means, I will do it. And it doesn't bother me one bit. Never. But on the other hand, if nothing can open because people cannot get their shit together and excuse my french one more time but this is a really frustrating topic they cannot get their stuff together they cannot get a grip and i'm not talking about the mental health part but the rebellious part then that's a problem so i really want to encourage you and it's and thank the person that wrote me that dm this morning I want to encourage you guys to keep an eye open, to keep your ears open for friends and family that might be going through a difficult situation. And I'm not just talking financially. I'm talking about the emotional draining aspect of this COVID-19 situation, of the pandemic, affecting so many people's mental health. Don't think that if you speak up about it, that if you tell anybody about it, that if you feel this way, even in a privileged country, that you are weak, that you are less. Don't think that way. Because it doesn't matter how privileged your country is. You are still human. You have a heart, you have a brain, you have basically everything that all the other humans have. So you are also allowed to feel this way. Of course, if you're in a country where things are even harder, also reach out. Reach out. So it's really important to find a support system. Get rid of extra negativity. So those people that bring you down, get rid of it. Get rid of that energy. Or hit the pause (laughs) button. Just hit pause until you feel better. There are some people we just can't deal with all the time. It is a fact. It is a thing. And it's okay. I mean, I can personally say that um, I have been able to clean house during this time, during corona, because I could really see who was my friend, who was really there for me, and same the other way around. I realized who I wanted to be there for and who I saw really needed my help, really needed a hand, or who would take advantage of it. I mean, this brought a lot of light too. I do also think that this situation had some positive aspects, just like the ones I just mentioned, like the fact that people came closer. Together, A lot of families came closer, so kids were able to share with their parents and, um, you know, play together, do things together. And parents were also able to see the aspect of schooling, right? Homeschooling, people that had no idea, and what teachers deal with day in and day out. Of course, many people decide to criticize teachers instead of... Um, being thankful for what they did n- on uh, normal occasions. <laughs> nope. <laughs> but for the most part, I think parents realize that school teachers and everything help their mental health too. Because a stay-at-home parent can also very easily become overwhelmed in this situation because of the fact that all of a sudden you have everybody at home and you still have to get everything done that you had to get done before, uh, but under very different circumstances. So even in that situation where you personally may not have lost your job because your family is your job, and it might sound harsh, but guys, but, I mean, let's be honest. Stay-at-home parents, they're badasses. They just really, there's, it takes cojones, to be a stay-at-home parent. Even if you love your family, even if you love your children, it doesn't mean that it's necessarily always easy. And stay-at-home parents could also be going through this mental health moment, crisis. So again, I want to encourage you to please keep an eye out, keep an ear out. Take a look for out for your your real friends and family who needs you, and, you know, reach out if you need it, reach out if you need help. There's many things and many ways to do it nowadays. So I know this is a little bit of a different topic today, but, um, yeah, I felt like I should respond So to the DM, and I also think that's quite an important topic yeah, if you have any questions, remember feel free or comments, feel free to DM me on Instagram, Chechi's World, or you can also email me at Che at gmail.com. Okay? Thank you again for listening and have a wonderful day. Stay strong, head up, and hear you soon.